0: This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's Online University for working adults. Start your comeback today at PurdueGlobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. November
1: 12, 2019. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters
2: in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for coming out. As always, so much fun. Let's do it, everybody, let's do this. I'm Trevor Noah. Our guest tonight is an Oscar-nominated writer and director whose new film is called Marriage Story. Noah Baumbach is joining us, everybody. Brilliant, brilliant filmmaker. Also on tonight's show, Disney Plus has a rocky start, Roy Wood Jr. has some good news for a change, and President Trump faces his greatest enemy, Books. So let's (laughs) catch up on today's headlines. (laughs) Let's kick it off with the big news that everybody's talking about Disney has entered the streaming wars. And for fans of Disney, the wait is over. Disney Plus officially launches
3: today.
2: The new streaming service will feature franchises including Marvel and Star Wars films.
3: Disney Plus will cost users about $7 a month. The new service will have some tough competition though going up against existing providers such as Netflix and Amazon Prime.
2: Disney Plus stumbled out of the gate this morning.
4: Many users seeing this error message right here when they tried to use the new streaming service. Oh no,
2: Disney Plus launched today and almost immediately crashed, which is too bad. But at least their error screen was really cute. I mean, look at that. (laughs) Although as the day went on, it only got worse. Now, (laughs) a lot of people, a lot of people are disappointed that they couldn't watch Disney Plus because I mean, where else are they gonna watch TV now? From (laughs) entertainment to the world of tech. It turns out Apple's latest product is discrimination.
1: Back now with allegations of gender bias against Apple over its new credit card. Apple calls it simple and secure.
0: A credit card created by Apple, not a bank.
1: But Apple and partner Goldman Sachs are now accused of gender bias. Software developer and millionaire David Heinemeier Hansen says he and his wife share assets and income. But Apple Card gave him a credit line 20 times higher than hers, even though she has a higher credit score it seemed very discriminatory that I would get 20 times the credit limit, even though our stats were the same. Goldman says a computer algorithm made the decision. When Hanson
2: vented on Twitter, social media erupted with similar stories. Apple, how could you? This is the most sexist product since that iPhone that needed to be unlocked with your penis. (laughs) And if you're gonna be a credit card that discriminates, don't do it based on gender. You should do it based on what people buy. Like, if you're using your credit card to buy a beanbag chair and a lava lamp, you shouldn't have a credit card. That's what it should be. But I, I do think that unlike other forms of discrimination, this one might actually be addressed. And I say that because the victims are the most millionaire white people I have ever seen in my life. Look at that couple, huh? The only thing whiter than them is a Panera gift card. That's the only thing. So I'm excited they brought this out. And finally, in some major international news, yet another Latin American country is saying adios to its presidente.
3: Chaos in Bolivia after the president, Evo Morales, announced he is resigning amid protests and calls from the military to step
0: down.
1: Former Bolivian president Evo Morales on his way to a new life after Mexico granted him political asylum. He says it will prevent what he calls blood and grief in the unrest following Morales. a resignation Morales and his supporters called a coup. Morales tweeting an appeal asking Bolivians to, quote, take care of the peace and to not fall into violence. Remains unclear who will now lead the Bolivia. A so-called extraordinary session of Bolivia's legislature is set for today.
2: Damn. Now Bolivia's government has collapsed? Right now, South American countries are more chaotic than the second day at every Jurassic Park. It's like, (laughs) I can't believe this happened a third time! Ah!" But what's interesting, what's interesting about this story is that unlike other countries in the region where leaders have been ousted, Bolivia has been doing well. The economy has been booming, poverty is down, income inequality is declining. So the question is, why did President Morales get pushed out of office? Well, people like Donald Trump and Marco Rubio are saying that Bolivians forced President Morales out because he was trying to stay in power for too long. He was trying to get a fourth term. But people like Bernie Sanders and AOC argue that Morales never broke any laws. The Bolivian military is just overthrowing a popular socialist leader. And I don't know who to believe because I get what Bernie and AOC are saying, but on the other hand, who knows more about international affairs than Donald Trump? <laughs> all right, so now another South American country has a power vacuum. And no matter what you think of Evo Morales, it's not good for a country to be leaderless. It's chaos, all Right? I mean, could you imagine, like, if that happened in America, if like, just Trump just, like, disappeared, just went away? Okay, <laughs> you know what, maybe that's a bad example. No- Any other country? Any other country then? I feel like Trump's the only leader that could just disappear and everyone would be like, wow, this actually works better without him. Uh, You guys want to watch Disney Plus? That's fine, let's do it. All right, that's it for the headlines. Let's move on to our top story. In the three years Donald Trump has been president, America has changed in many ways. The country is more divided than ever. Official government policies are now announced on Twitter, and the red phone in the White House now connects you directly to KFC. (laughs) But one change we didn't expect from Trump's presidency was an explosion of books. From anti-Trump books, to books calling him the second coming of Christ, we've seen it all. And who could have ever predicted that so many books would exist thanks to a president who can't read? (laughs) Now, Anyone can write a book, and I do mean anyone. But what's interesting (laughs) is how many of these books were written by people who worked inside the White House. And the latest book making headlines comes from Nikki Haley, former ambassador to the UN and woman who just captured James Bond. And (laughs) she's not holding back. In her memoir out this week, Nikki Haley takes on former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson and former White House Chief of Staff John
1: Kelly, claiming the two men undermined and ignored President Trump from inside the White House. Haley writes, Kelly and Tillerson confided in me that when they resisted the president, they weren't being insubordinate, they were trying to save the country. They should
4: have been saying that to the president, not asking me to join them on their sidebar plan to undermine a president is really a very dangerous thing.
2: Okay, this is a bombshell I did not expect. Rex Tillerson and General Kelly were resisting Trump in the White House? That is shocking. Although it does explain why they were wearing those pussy hats, but still, I mean. (laughs) This is big news. Because this book, this book basically makes it sound like two of Trump's top officials were constantly trying to stop Trump from causing trouble or getting into trouble. You know, it's like that thing parents do You know when they swap a real thing with a toy from their baby? You know when parents do that? Be like, oh, oh, give me daddy's cell phone back and you can have the big boy phone. And the kid is happy. They're just like, hello, is this the president of Ukraine? Hello? Give me that doo-doo on Biden. I want that doo-doo on Biden. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. He told me the cow says moo. That's basically what was happening. And and I got to say, this is a really complicated issue. Because on the one hand, I understand where Nikki Haley's coming from. America voted for Trump, right? He won the Electoral College, and so his policies are what people voted for. So his staff shouldn't try to undermine him. On the other hand, this is also the same president who suggested nuking hurricanes. So maybe (laughs) blocking him is a good idea? I don't know. (laughs) And while Nikki Haley's book is all about allowing Trump to be Trump, there's another book making headlines right now with the total opposite message. And this book is coming from inside the White House.
0: A warning creating instant shockwaves. The anonymous author who claims to be a senior Trump administration official paints a picture of a president who is unstable and inept. The writer describing a near daily five alarm fire drill where senior officials cancel plans and race to the White House to prevent the president from enacting his latest wacky or destructive idea. The author saying behind closed doors, the president makes racist and misogynistic remarks describing him as reckless
3: and without full control of his faculties.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> Trump is erratic, racist, and misogynist? Thank God we have this inside sauce. How else would we have known? <laughs> oh, wow. Seriously, I, I don't get it. We all know this stuff already. Like, these are not revelations. This is like a spy coming out of Russia like, you didn't hear it from me, but Russia is very big. I should go, I've said enough. (laughs) So look, the truth is, if you want to learn something new about Trump, this book is probably not going to do it for you. But one person who might actually have revelations about Trump is John Bolton, former national security advisor and permanent Got Milk ad. (laughs) He claims to have unique insider information relevant to the impeachment probe, but he's not telling Congress about it he might be saving it for his upcoming book.
4: An attorney for former
2: National Security Advisor John Bolton revealed on Friday that Bolton was, quote, personally involved in many of the events, meetings, and conversations at the center of the impeachment probe, as well as many relevant meetings and conversations that have not yet been discussed publicly. Bolton had been scheduled to testify as part of the impeachment probe last Thursday but he did not appear. Bolton has a new book deal with Simon & Schuster, and according to reports, that deal is worth about $2 million. Oh, I see. So Bolton might spill the beans on impeachable offenses by the president, but only for $2 million. Yes, he's truly the hero America deserves. (laughs) Imagine if if someone like that called 911, just like, hello, police? There's a killer on the loose. Okay, sir, where is he? Venmo me 20 bucks and I'll tell you. (laughs) And I'm not gonna lie, I'm not impressed by the news of Bolton's book because what's the point of releasing anything on Trump if it comes out next year, right? Impeachment is gonna be happening now. And worst of all, Bolton totally stole his cover from Michelle Obama. I don't care what anybody says. (laughs) That is not his look. So look, (laughs) look, the truth is, whether it's anonymous, Nikki Haley, or John Bolton beneath it all, these books are all trying to do the same thing. Profits off the chaos. Because these books don't help the country, they just trade on rumors and innuendo to make the author's money. Like if someone has valuable information about the president, they should just tell the American people instead of holding out for a big payday. (laughs) It's about the president, it's about the country. And, and you know what? I actually think I know how we fix this. Like, I, I'm gonna tell you how we fix this in my new book. <laughs> called, Buy My Book, a book I want you to buy. For just $29.99, for just $29.99, you will learn shocking facts like Trump is a bad person, Trump has divided America and Mike Pence seems like a weird guy. (laughs) But most importantly, my book finally reveals how Americans can get Trump out of office. So make sure you get a copy when it comes out in 2025. (laughs) We'll be right back. The Daily Show. You know, nowadays, it seems like every news story is upsetting. Politics, climate change, war in the Middle East, war at Popeye's. And, <laughs> and I, was, I was chatting to my friend Roy Wood Jr. about this, and I was just like, yo, man, I wish we could just take a moment to find news stories that are just fun. You know, bring a little sunshine into our lives. And so I I asked Roy if he could find some of those happy stories, and that's exactly what he's done for our brand new happy segment, A Sprinkling of Sunshine. Ah.
0: (laughs) Hello, everyone. I'm Roy Wood Jr. And today, I thought we'd kick off our first Sprinkling of Sunshine with some stories about animals, because who doesn't love animals? They keep us company, they help us with our work, and a certain number seven horse helped me win (laughs) $5,000, which I immediately lost when I doubled down on a certain number four horse, slow bastard. My point is, animals help us out, and now they're cheering us up in the most cheerless place on earth, the airport.
1: A therapy animal is hogging all the attention at the San Francisco International Airport. You may have encountered Lilu. She's billed as the world's first airport therapy pig. Her main goal is to help passengers ease travel anxieties. The 5-year-old pig poses for selfies, can do tricks like a dog. Airport officials say Lilu has built a sense of community there and she's house trained.
0: Mm. Oh. That's so adorable. You feel that sunshine? I feel that sunshine. The San Francisco airport got a therapy pig, which is great because it's usually therapy dogs. This pig is a trailblazer. She's the Jackie Robinson of pigs. But instead of home runs, Lilu's talent is not shitting on anyone's luggage. And you got to imagine, this has got to be a hard job for Lilu. She's got to walk around the airport food court smelling bacon and not being freaked out. I mean, if I walked in my office and it smelled like barbecued black guy, I probably would take a shit on someone's luggage. It's the first whiff, of, mm. and I think animals make great therapists. They make great therapist animals. They listen. They're loyal, and unlike human therapists, you can tell them about crimes you're going to commit, and they can't stop you. So. I think this therapy pig is a great idea, especially considering that in America, one in five adults struggles with some form of mental illness. But because there's a lack of resources, people got to figure out their own shit by themselves or talk to a goddamn pig 20 oh, Roy, minutes Roy, Roy, before Roy, their Roy, flight. Roy, it's a Roy, damn Roy, shame Roy! Roy! Roy Roy Roy, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? We had, we had a sprinkle of sunshine, remember? That's my bad. You're right. Sunshine, sprinkled with sunshine. I got, I got carried away. <laughs> okay, let's move from the cutest therapy pig to a rascally little kitty.
2: Well, the Houston Animal Rescue Organization is desperate to get rid of this cute cat. They say Quilty had to be sentenced to solitary confinement for <laughs> continually letting other cats out of their enclosures. The serial offender was caught multiple times by staff at Friends for Life Animal Rescue and Adoption setting his feline friend free from the senior room. The shelter says Quilty will not be contained and he has no shame. The cat is currently free, visiting with a potential adoption family. Quilty even has his own merchandise now.
0: Too much sunshine, my heart can't take it. You've got a rescue cat that's rescuing other cats. Forget that freaky-ass Cats movie. They need to make a movie about Quilty breaking out. Call it the Paul Shank Redemption. (laughs) And, and Morgan Freeman can still narrate it. It comes down to a simple choice, really. Get busy scratching or get busy dying. Nine times. <laughs> also, good luck to any family that adopts Quilty. The parents are gonna come home and look around the house, and they're gonna be like, hey, who opened the baby gate? And Quilty's gonna be like, hey, I don't believe in keeping kids in cages. <laughs> in fact, maybe this cat should be in charge of the immigration policy instead of people who think it's okay what, what, to rip what, what, thousands Roy. of kids away from their head who just try to get Roy, their family Roy. better life. Roy, Roy, Roy. But Quilty! Roy, Roy, Roy. Roy. <laughs> I
2: know this is important and we talk about immigration all the time, but I I thought we said just for this moment,
0: sunshine. We're shining, we're we're, we're good, we're sparkling, we're having a good time. And if you want a good time, Trevor, if you want some sunshine, this last story is unbearably cute.
3: It's about a bear. But first, we have deputies that come to the rescue when a bear gets himself stuck in a pretty tight spot near Lake Tahoe. Take a look. This is a 400-pound bear. He is well-known, apparently, to local sheriffs. And the deputies there, they even have a nickname for him that is T-shirt because of the white spot on his chest. And they say they have to often improvise when dealing with bears, doing what they can to keep them and everyone around them safe. I mean, that would be quite startling there. Now, while deputies have to get close Sometimes they do warn people not to get too close to those bears.
0: God damn! A giant bear in a dumpster—that is both hilarious and a very common search on Pornhub. It, <laughs> it also means doing chores in this town has got to be extremely dangerous. Uh, baby, can you take out the trash? What? You're trying to get me killed, woman, to take the life insurance? I know what you're trying to do. I ain't taking out no damn trash. And also, kudos to the police officers for approaching this bear calmly and de-escalating the situation. I just wish black people in America would get the same treatment from the police. That would be a wonderful thing. Roy. It would be wonderful. If the police, I mean, maybe, maybe black people should just start wearing bear costumes whenever we leave the Roy, house. house. Roy,
2: look, I look I, 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 all of this makes sense, and I agree with you, but we can't always be outraged. That's
0: what we said this would be about. You're right, you're right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's my bad. It's, it's just hard for me to not focus on all the bad news that's out there. There's so much bad news out well, there. Well, well, maybe you should talk to someone about that, Roy. Actually, Trevor, I'm about to head to the airport. My therapy pig is flying there. <laughs> would you Jr., everybody. We'll be right back.
2: To the Daily Show. <laughs> My guest tonight is an accomplished director and Academy Award nominated writer whose latest film is called Marriage Story. Please welcome <laughs> Noah Bombach. <laughs> Welcome to The Daily Show. Thanks for having me. And congratulations on making another film that has been a smash hit on the festival circuit. A lot of people who have seen it have said, this has Oscar buzz. And yet it seems like the story people wouldn't like because most love stories are told from the beginning. You know, two people meet and it's the magic. And here you're telling a story of divorce and yet it's a love story.
4: Yes. Well, I I, I sort of thought, well, maybe there's an opportunity... You know, there's a, a philosopher who has a philosophy of, of, of when something stops working, like something that you're used to every day, like yes. you, you walk through a door every day, it opens, you don't think about it. But if it's locked, you suddenly look at it, you inspect it, it becomes clearer to you in a certain way. And so I thought, well, maybe in the un, a marriage coming apart, you actually could see and, uh, you know, sort of look at the marriage itself more clearly. Well, oh, that's interesting. In the marriage
2: breaking down you start to understand why people loved each other in the first place. You start to understand what brought the people together. And that's, I mean, that's, that's what's interesting about the story is it's, it's not sad, but sad things are happening. You know, it's right. not happy, but a, there are happy moments. And, and you have phenomenal actors in this. I mean, you know, you've got Scarlett Johansson, and you've got Adam Driver. You couldn't mm-hmm. have asked for a better cast of people. No. But it, it must've been a little bit weird because when you were making this film, Scarlett Johansson was going through a divorce and you were gonna pitch her a movie about divorce.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, f- fortunately and, and unfortunately, I, I didn't know this in advance, so I I, had, I, <laughs> I, I I I reached out to her. I sent her an email. I said, I think I have something that maybe we we might do together. I'd known her a little bit over the right? Years. And so we made a lunch date. And I, I, she was she was a little late, uh, and she arrived, and she you know, and I was sort of gearing up for you know, tell her what I was going to do and everything. And then she said, I'm sorry, I'm 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 late. I was just on the phone with my lawyer. I'm going through a divorce. And, uh, and I thought, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, and, and, and then I'm like cycling through, well, who else could do this movie? <laughs> and, and, uh, I didn't, I didn't have a plan B. So I, you know, I sort of then awkwardly went through the thing. But to Scarlett's credit, it was a reason to do the movie and, and right. not, not to do the movie.
2: So when you, so when you were experiencing your parents going through a divorce, were there moments where you could still see the love that kept them together or brought them together? Is that why you try to incorporate that into the film?
4: Uh, you know, I felt, well, but of course, even though, you know, divorce takes over and divorce, by definition, divides, that they're, they're, that, this, that these moments, this love doesn't go away. It's not, you right. know, it, it, it's, 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 it's just, it's still there. And no matter what the circumstances are, and also because they, they share a child, so they're both very committed to... to uh, being, you know, parents to, you know, it has to transform in some way. Right.
2: You feel that in the movie. And what I loved most about it is it's a story that doesn't, I think, dismiss the idea of love even in a divorce. A lot of the times people go, if people break apart, there was no love. It was all a lie. And in this movie, it's more like, no, the love was real. Their story just ended. And then the love carries on in a very different way. So thank you very much. It was a beautiful film. Oh, thank you. To be able to watch. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Marriage Story is in theaters now and begins streaming December 6th on Netflix. Noah Bombach, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, ears edition.
1: Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.
3: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.